Hey there, Revelation Wellness friends. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Today we are back with Elisa as she continues with part two of Why You Can't Lose the Weight. Today we're going to walk through 10 key factors with Elisa that are impacting our metabolism. She's going to give us some practical tips to help heal our nervous system and fire up our metabolism, we'll walk away with a better understanding of how hormones, genetics, and our nervous system all play a role. And after you hear this, you may want to join us for the next 21 days as we walk the words of Jesus. As Elisa's going to teach us this simple act of intentional walking with prayer begins the process of reducing stress and worry, increasing sleep, and will help us get back in touch with who we were created to be. This gentle walking program is the perfect reset we've been waiting for. And the good news is that you can still join us. For only $29, you can still join the 21 Days of Walking the Words of Jesus program. Even though signups closed for the Pick Your Price donation, you can join us by buying the product. The link is in your show notes and you can get started today. Enjoy today's episode and we will see you soon in all the places. Peace. Okay. So what's responsible for our weight? What is, when it comes to us as Imago Dei, created in God's image, gave us physical body, this amazing creation, what's responsible for our weight ultimately? Not food, not, not the calories we take in. It's not about what ca- the calories you take in, it's about how we burn them how we use them, that's responsible for our weight, which is your metabolism. So just hear that. What's ultimately responsible for your weight is your metabolism. What's metabolism, Elisa? Well, think of metabolism as a fire that burns inside of you. It's, it's that energy to convert energy. It's the ability to convert Metabolism, I always like to think of take a log and put it on a fire. Whenever you see a fire start to go down and it's dwindling, put a fresh log on the fire, it starts to burn again. Ultimately, that is the dictator of what you're doing. If you're going to store calories more or if you're going to spend them more, how's the fire doing inside of you? And I love that it's a fire because God talks throughout scripture about him being a fire. He's a consuming fire. He comes to Moses in a bush as a bush in fire that does not burn up. He shows up in fire. He's a fire by day or fire by night and a cloud by day. He's a fire. What's the purpose of fire? To cleanse and to consume. Purpose of a fire is to cleanse and consume. If you want to clean something, get it real hot. Sterilize it. Put it in something hot, boiling water, clean it. And if I need to burn something 
consume something, put it on a fire. It'll turn to ashes. Oh boy, y'all, welcome to the gospel. This is why he wants, he is a consuming fire. The thing that's consuming you, he wants to consume. Inside his heart, as you take whatever is consuming your heart and move it closer to his heart, he will consume it and he will cleanse you so you're free. It's beautiful. This is why we're going to walk for 21 days. We've got to move our hearts closer to him because there are things that stress us out, that are consuming us, that are mastering us, that if we don't purify them out of our hearts, we will be consumed. So metabolism is a fire that burns, and God's fire burns inside of us. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. Find me a person who burns for God. And I will show you a man or woman who is not obsessed about their bodies. Find me a person who's consumed with God. Who they are, like David, saying, one thing that I ask, I just could keep my eyes on your beauty all the days of my life. Then they're not looking down at their thighs and their stomach, but that's constantly what the world is trying to do to us. And so that's why I show up here, and that's why my team works so hard to create these things to go, come and walk with us. Stop being consumed and be consumed by the fire of God. You show me someone who burns for God, I'll show you a man or woman who's free and on mission and cannot be knocked down. And if you knock them down, they get right back up. They're like RoboCop. They just keep going. Okay, so metabolism is a fire that burns on the inside. So more, more than what we do on the outside, in other words, more than what we're externally doing, more than how I engage with food, how I engage with fitness, we need to pay more attention to what's going on on the inside, the inside of us, the fire that's burning inside of us. What's going on? Now, here's what breaks down. Here's what I want to talk about today, real practically, but why we can't lose, quote, the weight, if we're talking about practical weight that can be measured, and that's two things. One, hormones. Two, your nervous system. One and two. How do, Elisa, why these two? Because this is, these are writ, articles are out there about, if you were to Google why I can't lose weight, there's many reasons why, but these two are the two, well, there's one more being your genes that you really can't control in, in a sense. So let me, let me, let me break this down for you. This is an article from WebMD. Things that slow down your metabolism. Things that negatively affect your metabolism so that what's going in can't come out the right way. What's going in can't get consumed and burned and converted into energy. Think about this. Hit share for me, would y'all? If you're just jumping in, I see there's like 110 of you. Hit share. Come on. Come on. If you're a Jesus follower, help me spread this message and get people back in their bodies. Inviting them to this walking prayer for 21 days. Okay, here are the top 10 things that negatively affect your metabolism so you can't lose, quote, the weight. And I want you to also think about the weight in terms of just 
fear and self-loathing and anxiety and worry and all those things that get in the way like a stumbling block towards you living a good life. One. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go in order of well no, number one. Number one. Jeans. <laughs> Your jeans. This goes back to who nobody gets to tell you how much you should weigh. Nobody can do that. There's no formula for Elisa Keaton and her DNA strain exactly how much she should weigh. Nope. What her body shape should look like. Nope. Could I play with it if I wanted to? Yes. Will there be ramifications? Yes. <laughs> Choices and consequences. Your genes, though. Your genes. This goes back to kind of hip-to-waist ratio for me. Like, I'm Mexican. I'm going to be a little thicker in the middle. Some of you are thicker in your thighs. Some of you are thicker in your booty. Some of you are thicker in your arms. Pear shape, apple shape, pencil shape, whatever it is. Genes. So can we all establish, at least for now, we can't change our genes. I can't. I can't. God colors of the world. God intended for your mama and your papa to meet so that you would be birthed into the world to give a God color to the world. That there is a shade of you, a tone of you to be seen that displays the glory of God. And nothing's going to change that. This is why the enemy tries to get, he hates that you are an image bearer of God. He hates it. And so he tries to continually tell you something's wrong with you. Mm, that's not good. God's not good. That's not good. They're not good. You're not good. Not good. Not good. And then we begin to believe that most, I think the statistic now are from eight years old, most eight year, eight year, eight year old boys and girls have tried to diet at this point. Because we listen to lies. So that's why mamas, papas, be careful how you use your words around your children. Genes. Oh, I could go on a whole thing on epigenetics, but I don't, I don't have time for that. So your genes will tell you how your metabolism is going to work. So stop despising what God's called good. Second, now, again, I can't control genes. But second, that will affect your metabolism. Yeah, if this is a good teaching, share. Share again. Tag someone. Tag a friend. Sharing is caring. Two, lack of sleep. You want to dumb down your metabolism? You want to burn your, or turn the fire down? Stop sleeping. Interrupt your sleep. Have erratic sleep. Guess what? Sleep is something you can control. Yes, it is. And some of you go, Elisa, I try and it's not working. You're going to need to look bigger and pull back and go, what am I doing in my daytime that's affecting my night? Am I on my phone for too long? Am I watching TV? Am I being stressful? What's my nighttime routine? You guys, if sleep is something for you, man, become a student and start searching all the things you need to do to improve your sleep and go after it like a gangster. <laughs> this weekend we were in New York. And we were at this restaurant where they're all wearing shirts on the back. It said, don't be half a gangster. I was like, oh my gosh, don't be half a, be a full gangster. Don't be half a gangster. When it comes to your sleep, these things, come on, fight for them. Do the thing you know to do. The Bible says to know what's right to do and not do it is sin. 
So if you know it, you do it, like a gangster, Becky. All right, so lack of sleep will affect your metabolism. Woo! Menopause, I know I'm showing my age, but when I went through that for a while of like night sweats, couldn't sleep, it was miserable. My sleep, that's a big one for me. When my sleep starts to get messed up, what, mm -mm, everything starts to fall apart in the day because your day starts the night before with good sleep. Don't be half a gangster. <laughs> you're all just, you're all going to remember just that from this teaching. Okay. Third, that affects your metabolism. So your fire's not burning and you can't lose the weight and on and on it goes. Strict dieting. Strict dieting. I'll come back to why that, why that messes with you. But you have control over that. You choosing to sign up for another strict diet or another go-round on a 95% of a diet that fail, you're affecting your metabolism, negatively affecting it. Can we heal it? Yes. Good news. I'll come back to that in a second. Dehydration. Number four. Everyone? Dehydration, ouch, that's a big one, and that's so true. Your body is 60% water, your heart and your brain are 73% water, and that, your water, your body has uh, 11 different systems, cardiorespiratory, muscular, skeletal, skin, integumentary, reproductive, these systems, right, that your metabolism is burning to feed all these different parts of you and keep the organic beauty of you going, if you don't have water, it's literally like you're putting water on the fire. It's true. When you're dehydrated, your body's pulling water from all these other places, and so the fire goes down. Cell hydration. Yep. <laughs> I know. When I hit one for you guys, I want you to be like, ouch. When it's an ouch for you, let me know. Water's definitely dehydration. Some days I think I'm just going to wear a camelback with a straw right here because the reason I don't drink water is I'm busy. But that's dumb, Elisa. That's the spirit of stupid. I'm, I am the authority of my life, of my time. I can take more time or make better choices to stay hydrated. Okay. All right. Number five, being over-caffeinated. Hey, too much coffee. Too much coffee, too much caffeine can drive up the blood sugar levels. And it just makes sense. I mean, there's nothing wrong with coffee. It's too much. Not having it, too much coffee. Okay? Again, that's something I can partner with. That's in my control. Affecting my metabolism. Number six, medications. Medications. Antidepressants, antipsychotics, heart medication, uh, blood pressure, different medications might do that. And so here's where we have to have a little bit of grace. And, and here's the other thing. with some, some Medications are not bad. They will help. Praise God for the science, the doctors who've come up with it. 
The hope is that you don't have to stay on the medications. That's the hope. And if someone tells you you have to stay on this for the rest of your life, I would be full gangster. Don't be half a gangster. Do more research and find out other things. A lot of times, y'all, our food will heal. How we, seeing food as medicine will take away the medication. If you want to do that. If you want to do that and be a gangster. <laughs> Hold on. So medications, that's one of those things where it's like, it, you can help it and you can't help it. So just hold that loosely. Thank God for medications where they are absolutely needed. But my daughter has a thyroid gone. So for the rest of her life, she will need to stay on a medication. Um, she won't, like food's not going to solve that for her. But are there foods that can help her so that she has more energy? Yes. So just making sure you all know. Yes, grace, Jen, grace. But medications can be a tricky one. And if it wasn't for her surgery and what we had to do to help her, she literally could have had a heart attack. So praise God for medical interventions. Okay. If you haven't hit share, please hit share now and help us spread good news for people that they have a way out of what feels hopeless, why they can't lose the weight. Okay. Seven. We're almost done. <laughs> got to be done because I got to go teach another teaching. Seven. Cutting carbohydrates, cutting down your carbohydrates, keto. Now this doesn't mean have all the carbohydrates you want. That's not good. That would create insulin resistance. Not good. But trying to restrict, take away the carbohydrates, carbohydrates are bad, it actually messes with your metabolism. And I know this to be true so much because carbohydrates are like, paper on fire. It will burn. It'll burn. More easy, easier than protein, easier than fat are carbohydrates. It's a sugar. It's a form of sugar. So those will go fast. If you take out carbohydrates, the reason keto works and these low carbohydrates work is because you take out the main burning fuel that's turning the fire and then it forces your body to have to burn on your metabolic fire protein and fat, so then you get this body that starts to get more spelt or shrink, but it's unsustainable. It's unsustainable. Research continues to show people can't stay on these. It'll work. Now, for some of you, because of medical reasons, you're told to go more keto. Great. But I'd also encourage you, could you go to the Lord with with what kind of healing you guys I know him to be a healer he heals so that you don't have to stay stuck he doesn't heal all he heals in his time some people get healed in a moment some people it's a process of life of walking with God and some people all people will be healed as they see Jesus face to face so cutting carbohydrates for vanity's sake that's the spirit of stupid stop it Okay, eight, disrupting, <laughs> how are you doing? Yep, unsustainable, all the people, all the keto people are like, yep, can't keep it. But I will say, I, my body can't do a lot of carbohydrates, but I do carbs. Heck yeah, I do carbs, absolutely. But I've learned to listen to what my body needs. And I, nobody needs 
too much of anything is a bad thing. High fat, high carb, high protein, low carb. Low fat, <laughs> carbohydrates, fats, and proteins literally make up your metabolism. Those are the logs going on the fire, and the biggest one that burns is carbohydrates, that takes up the most amount of attention to burn our carbohydrates. Okay. Number eight, negatively affecting your metabolism so you can't lose the weight, is anything that disrupts your circadian cycle. Back to sleep. But basically this is if you start working during nighttime and sleeping during the day. Night shifts, people that work night shifts over time show a harder effect on their health, their overall being. It's kind of one of those things you can do for a short while, but to do it for too long uh, can have a boomerang effect. So again, I've just listed out eight things. Seven of them are in your control. Medication, we're going to put that one on, put on the grace altar. But for sure six. It's a lot in your control. Number nine and ten. Peek up and listen up and then we'll wrap it up. Number nine. Negatively affecting your metabolism so you can't lose the weight is chronic stress. Chronic stress. That means ongoing stress. And what happens, an ongoing stress has an overworked nervous system. The nervous system and hormones, remember I talked about those two things? We can pay attention to those. Nervous system and what's going on in my hormones. We will see a change, an uptick in the fire of your metabolism burn. Of course, these other things, you can drink more water, but those are the obvious things that I think we've spent a lot of time working on. Chronic stress and getting your nervous system to calm down. Your nervous system is responsible for taking information and turning it into action. Good or bad information becomes action. If all we think in line with is bad, worry, stress, anxious, then out will come bad actions. Eating more than I want, drinking more than I want, gossiping more than I want, backstabbing more than, right? If all that's going in is fear and worry and oh, back to fear and self-loathing that drives diet culture, out comes bad. Your nervous system is overtaxed. This is why going for a walk for 20 days, 21 days, it's going to help to reset our nervous system so that we can take in information and turn it into action based on the information of God's word. It resets our nervous system. Going for a walk, not a workout. A workout absolutely will help your nervous system, but if you're not working out, let's start walking. And if you are working out, you're probably starting to obsess about it a little bit more. Turn it back down and go for a walk and get back into just a healthy nervous system. A nervous system that isn't overworked or overwhelmed or overstressed. Chronic stress drives up cortisol, the stress hormone. Too much cortisol floating around in your bloodstream makes it impossible to convert. Sugars, insulin levels stay high. And there goes the midsection, the waist, the inflammation, chronic stress, cortisol, and inflammation are all connected. And y'all, 
this is where I feel like if I could just poke, yes, this is the big one, Becky. If I would, I think this is what I'm supposed to focus on until I leave this earth because in this world you will have trouble. And if we don't have a kingdom mindset, we're thinking in line with trouble all the time and our nervous system is rocked and then our metabolism cannot work. And even though I'm drinking water and even though I'm going to sleep, if I'm still nervous about, if I'm rattling at a, with a frequency of fear and the information I'm thinking about is producing in me thoughts of my belief patterns, my biology is breaking down, my immune system is breaking down. So stress, do not fear, do not fear. That's why you have to have practices in place for your life that put up guardrails of I do not fear. Okay, I'm feeling afraid. You know what? I'm going to go for a walk with the Lord. We're going to talk about this. Okay, I'm feeling afraid. I'm going to sit down and lay here and meditate on his word. I'm feeling afraid. Fear is the big one, everyone. Fear, shame, and guilt. Fear, shame, and guilt. We have a harder time being in touch with shame until you really are in touch with it, and then it's hard to get out of it. But we know fear. We know fear. Children know fear. They know fear before they know shame. They know fear even before they know guilt because they usually know they're guilty because they've done something wrong because the, the tone or the voice of someone who got upset with them made them afraid. Oh, and now I'm guilty and now I feel ashamed. I'm bad. Do we understand? This stuff goes way back in the way back machine. Our nervous system has been taking in information and converting it into action our whole life. And we've got to get back to the beginning when we walked and talked with God in the cool of the day. Hormones, number 10. And then I got to sign off. <laughs> hormones. Hormones. Our hormones feel out of our control. They really, they, they are to, uh, to some degree for sure. But if we back it up to chronic stress, am I stressing about something? Is there fear and shame? Then that will affect my hormones. Your hormone. Diet, back to excessive dieting, restrictive dieting. Every time you go on a diet, let me, let me back it up. The hormone leptin is, is the big, like, king hormone of your metabolism. Leptin is responsible for telling you when you're full. It's created in the fat cells, and it's produced so to come out and tell you, hey, you're full, you're good, right? This is amazing. This is what we want. We want to eat, but we also want to know when we're good, when we're full. It's a hormone that is your hunger hormone. It says you're hungry, you're sad, you're good, you're satisfied. People who diet, when you go on a restrictive diet, the leptin hormone gets squished. It goes to sleep. It's like you're putting it to sleep. You're sh -sh -sh, quieting it down, and it goes quiet. So now it no longer, you're basically saying, hey, leptin, I'm not going to let you vote anymore about my hunger. I'm going to take charge of that by measuring and weighing, and I'll be in charge of it. So you can go to sleep now. You can punch out, I'll punch in. And guess what? People that punch in to take over their leptin, they never get off. The job never ends. You have to stay on all the time. And that's why people realize they can't stay on the job all the time. There's a party. There's something to celebrate. All right, I'm going to have a little bit of that cake. Or I'm going to have a little bit to break my restrictive diet. And then what happens is the boomerang effect of leptin comes back. It, it doesn't come back to the level it once was because you've dumbed it down. And so then you gain more weight 
And so then you go on another restrictive diet and leptin goes down. And then you go on another diet and leptin goes down. Stop it. Be a total gangster. Stop it. Bring it back up. Let your body be your adversary, be your friend. But you will be only willing to do that if you get back in your central nervous system, if you get back in line with new information, a new mindset to work out new action. And then the hormones will get in line. Join the 21 day walking prayer challenge. All that to say, this is why when we go walk for 21 days, we're going to be resetting a little bit of that nervous system. We're going to be thinking in line with the information that will combat stress, worry, that, that propensity to be thinking about ourselves all the time. I find you'll even sleep better, sleep better. We'll be able to attack some of these things that can help you get back in touch with who you're supposed to be at the weight you're supposed to weigh. And remembering, go back to the beginning of this teaching, who says? And your weight will change and it can fluctuate and move. But show me a man or a woman who burns with the love of God. And I will show you a man or woman who is free. They're not worried about what they're eating, what they're drinking. They're eating and drinking to fuel them for the mission at hand or to enjoy the celebration because God is good. Amen. All right, you guys, I'll talk to you later. Friends, we hope you were blessed by this teaching from Elisa as much as we were. Now you get to take the next step and apply what you learned with some foot up therapy by spending the next 21 days walking with us. You can sign up today for Walking the Words of Jesus. The link is in your show notes and you can swipe up now to get started. Before you go, be sure to connect with us in all of the places. And if you loved this episode and the Revelation Wellness Podcast, would you share this episode or another episode with a friend and leave us a review? Thank you so much for helping us spread the good news to the ends of the earth. We'll see you next time. Peace.